0: Hey guys, Riley here, and Rula 2 is brought to you by DC Universe, the first all-DC platform for us DC fans, where you can binge the new and highly-touted original series, Titans, or jump into the beloved yet bizarre Doom Patrol with new episodes dropping weekly. Also, check out the thousands of comics just added, including more recent titles and complete storylines. Join at dcuniverse.com. Well, Rula 2 is back, and we're back. We're back. Mark Fernandez back from Sith business going all over the outer rim. You're uh hauling some carbonite I hear, but that's all right. You're yeah. You You're back? How are we s- doing?
1: We're doing okay. How are you? Oh I I, I just lobbed it off as a as as like as a softball. I mean, how are we doing? Oh, ah, sorry.
0: How are we doing? Same as always. That
1: bad, huh? Where's Leia?
0: <laughs> That's sorry. <laughs>
1: anyway, that, uh, it's all right. We're gonna roll
0: again. <laughs> right. That was a uh, that was a a poor a Star Wars handoff there. If, if that if that was a lightsaber handoff right. baton, I would have dropped it.
1: You would have tossed
0: it behind your back. I would have <laughs> tossed it behind my. <laughs> I would have maybe that. Yeah, that's that was lightsaber my note. that was my note. But anyways, you're back. I'm back. And uh, how how would you like uh, last week's show? You weren't here. I had the the great Perry Nemirov in sitting yeah. for you. Yeah. and i know for a fact that we talked about some things that you probably would have had um yeah. some good Look, some good discussion and debate on
1: first of all i enjoyed the show um i think uh, you and perry have great chemistry thank you you know i thought the discussion was lively mm-hmm. i thought the discussion was um uh honest mm-hmm. right but i also had uh slight semblances oh, of yeah. Of you know what I you know what I call uh, Stockholm syndrome or 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 delusions you <laughs> this know is, like, this is
0: why uh, Rule Two is what yeah. it is and I, look, this is what I needed
1: it was such a preposterous theory mm. okay that Mark Hamill is doing this all as a ruse
0: mm-hmm. right I figured yeah. as a
1: misdirection. Mm-hmm. To somehow say, hey, guys, I gotcha. Mm -hmm. It's all a big joke. We're actually the third movie. We're all together. It's all one big happy family. Yeah, Um, It's so outlandish Mm. that it makes me question my own reality (laughs) about whether or not I'm crazy and delusional (laughs) and suffer from Stockholm Syndrome. Right. Um, So... At this point now, I have no idea what to expect. I mean, like it, it's such a preposterous theory coming from two such intelligent people <laughs> that that I'm wondering to myself, my God, are they right? I mean, is like is this even possible? But then again, are the great Mark Hamill? Yeah. Uh, this weekend, yeah, posted another, another thing. Yeah.
0: Another thing, yeah, that's what I was getting to. A picture of him at his Hollywood Walk of Fame star. Yeah, the ceremony, hugging Harrison Ford. And basically saying this is what – This is what could have been. This is what could have been. And uh, the reason I go on – you know me. I, I look at my Star Wars sometimes through rose-tinted glasses and I, I make no – So do I. I love it yeah. I, and I don't care. I love my Star Wars and I love my Mark Hamill and my Luke Skywalker. However, Mark Hamill continues. He We know he does – he he disagreed with Ryan Johnson. He disagreed with J.J. Abrams. He disagreed with his handling of Luke. Yeah. And I get that. The reason I I put it in those rose-tinted glasses of a misdirect Mm. is it's J.J. Abrams. And I'm wondering if he has something up his sleeve. Not Mark Hamill, but J.J. Abrams.
1: I'm with you. A hundred percent J.J. has something up his sleeve. Yeah. So I'm wondering what that could be. I am so excited for this new movie. Oh, me too. You know, and it's actually something I want to talk about on this episode, which is – Let's do it. Which is what do you think is going to – like, um, what do you think the Episode 9 trailer is going to be like? Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? I have so many ideas. Mm. And I'm telling you one thing, man. We are going to get all of um, all of uh, our Episode 3 guys out there, okay? Mm-hmm. And, like, I know I have an Episode 3 contingency out there. Mm-hmm. You know, shout out to the Episode 3 guys out there and girls. Mm-hmm. The Revenge of the Sith lovers. Oh, yeah. You know, which is a much longer way to say the Episode 3 guy, you know? Um, we're going to get so many lightsaber fights, I think, in Episode 9. Yeah, oh, I think it's going to be. I think. Yeah. I think it's like that one, Tim, like like when you're with your boys and you're doing a road trip and you see the McDonald's, you know, and it's <laughs> yeah. like the golden arches off the side of the highway. It's like we might, we, we're going to have to stop. Yeah, let's stop. Let's stop. Because- let's stop.
0: It's a big long yeah. road here, and and
1: then you don't do drive-through. You get off. Oh yeah, you, you get, get off, off. You get out. You get out because everybody. you want
0: to look at the menu. You yeah. want to make. You really want to consider this because yes. it's a road trip and it's McDonald. Yeah,
1: and I, everybody orders two Big Macs, uh-huh. <laughs> okay, with a twenty-piece nugget. Oh yeah, extra sweet and sour sauce.
0: This is going to be episode nine. We haven't even talked about that. That's my McDonald's right there. (laughs) I love it. Yeah, that's probably episode nine. Lots of lightsabers. um, And that's why I was wondering, will JJ – could JJ with the mystery box be able to fool us into thinking – not fool, but maybe wedge in a little Harrison Ford Han Solo flashback? But as I think I mentioned, and if I didn't, I'm mentioning now, how do you do that with Carrie Fisher gone? Mm-hmm. They're using the footage we know, but I'm wondering how they can do it. I'm wondering. And maybe probably well, not though. Sounds like something to talk about. Sounds like something to talk about. Let's just do that. It's episode 31, Rule of 2. Rise. There it is.
1: Psst. <laughs>
0: That's right. Welcome one and all. Episode 31 of Rule of 2, a Star Wars podcast, a celebration of the Star Wars podcast here on the main channel Collider Videos. You get the video and on the Collider Jedi Council podcast one feed, that's where you find Rule of 2 as well. Dropping every Tuesday, Mark Fernandez is back. I am also here, Mark Riley. It's great to have you. Yeah, man, it's great to be here. I like talking Star Wars with you How because are you? of I'm good. Yeah. You're good. Yeah. What 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 I Have something on my no, face?
1: No, 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 no. First of all, you look good. You mm-hmm. look healthy. Thank you. I and feel it. I know that you're going through a lot of stuff uh, personally. Both some really, really amazing things. Oh yeah, like, yeah. like your your impending nuptials. Yeah, yeah, planning the um, wedding. Some you know some tougher things that you're still you know dealing with.
0: Yeah, you know you residual know? stuff there, but it's it's in the rear view for sure.
1: But there's something I want to ask you. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, because I think that as a Star Wars fan, mm. okay, it's kind of like. A Star Wars fan is kind of like being – there's elements of it that kind of remind me of sports or, yeah. or being a boxer or being an athlete sure. that, or being a musician. Mm-hmm. Um, anything that requires some kind of uh, uh, upkeep. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like if you're an athlete, you got to work out. If you're a musician, right. you got to practice. Or you start seeing degradation in your yeah. athleticism or in your musical performance. As a Star Wars fan – how are you getting your star wars fix recently mm. outside of rule of
0: 2 that's such a great question yeah uh you know recently i had the privilege of going uh, and talking with ken Knapsack over at force center he, oh okay he, nice he, and he asked me kind of a similar question like what you know what makes you happy in in the star wars and there's a memory that i always go to Which is when I met and performed for George Lucas doing the Star Wars play because when I was up there and I was walking around Skywalker Ranch, I looked around and I went – I arrived. Like this is like – this is a dream come true, like a literal dream come true. I'm doing – basically playing Star Wars like I did as a kid. That's what the Star Wars trilogy in 30 minutes play was, was like kids on a a playground grabbing wiffle ball bats as lightsabers and going pew, pew and – enjoying the saga, enjoying the fandom. And then when you do it for George Lucas and you meet the man, you talk to him, the man, and then you go and do it for ILM. We did it for ILM THX and all those employees. He snuck in twice to watch it again. Awesome. And then we met him again. And that was like I think the greatest experience of my life as a Star Wars fan. Fair enough.
1: But how like how are you upkeeping your Star Wars
0: fandom now? So the other night – this is a good one too. The other night we were out with some friends and the conversation inevitably went to Star Wars and somebody said something about Rogue One and I went, I want to watch that. Mm. Haven't seen it in a while. Looked at my fiance and she went, yeah, we can put that on because that's her – one of her favorites is Rogue One. And we went home from the bar. It was like midnight and we had – uh, a little bit of leftover pizza, a glass of wine, and we put on and watched the first half of Rogue One yeah. before we passed I love,
1: out. I love that opening. I love that opening.
0: The opening is great. Yeah. The opening's great. Um, with great. Um, um,
1: yeah, I mean, Ben Mendelsohn was, is just so good in that opening.
0: Ben Mendelsohn. Really? A man it, of your intelligence? Ben Mendelsohn is one of my favorite actors yeah. working today. He stole the show in Captain yeah. Marvel, in my opinion.
1: Yeah. He was yeah. so
0: good in yeah. that movie. I, I just say... If you want your movie to at least pass the eye test, get some box office. I don't care what it is, what genre it is. Put Men- Ben Mendelsohn in there.
1: Uh, he's great. Yeah, he's
0: absolutely great. So,
1: so for me, my upkeep has been—it's been tough recently.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I've been going to Star Wars Galaxies. Yeah, you know, I mean, I haven't played it um, pretty much since last time we were on the show. I've just been very busy. Yeah, but. um finding that refuge there's something about finding that star wars warm blanket yeah. you know that i think is really really important mm-hmm. you know and as a fan i feel that um there was a point in time that i remember being much younger mm-hmm. where that warm blanket of star wars was a one size fits all
0: yeah you know what ah, i mean yeah
1: and like everybody could 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 bathe themselves in the warmth of star wars Fairly evenly, you yeah. Know? The prequels comes around; it creates a big uh, divergence in the Force. Oh, yeah. You know, and look, I was one of those folks that felt that Jar Jar was so bad that it really hurt The Phantom Menace for me.
0: Yeah, it did for me, too.
1: And when Lucas kind of course-corrected that a little bit with Attack of the Clones, and especially with with Revenge of the
0: Sith... Which I always say, Jar Jar by Revenge of the Sith was, hi, and that's it.
1: (laughs) Yeah. yeah. He's out. Yeah, 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 that's it. (laughs) And then um, all the amazing content that came out on the periphery of the prequels also made me very, very, very happy. Yeah. Which leads me to something I saw this weekend that... Blew my mind about this concept of the Star Wars blanket. Mm. And, um, you know, we should probably, like, you know, put some imagery up here now because it really is very impressive. So, um, a fan, Mm -hmm. okay, you know, made completely remade uh, Pod Racer, the video
0: game. That was uh, one of my favorite games too. Yeah,
1: updated with the Unreal 4 engine and mm. it looks absolutely great. You can actually yes. download it, you know. You yeah. can actually download the game or the demo and try it out for free. Do it, maybe put a link down there yeah. for it or something. But man, like seeing this kind of fan effort, mm-hmm. you know, around this franchise always reminds me how powerful this franchise is. Right. And also necessity is the mother of invention, right? So the necessity that so many people out there have for quality Star Wars content is really forcing the fans into elevating their game when it comes to production. We see it with Star Wars Theory and I his fans. I was fan-fiction. just going to say, yeah. We see it with Star Wars Galaxies. There's a huge community of people there trying to keep this game alive. We see it with uh, now with Pod Racer. Mm-hmm. I don't see that same effort with the stuff that's actually being created as the official thing for the brand, right?
0: Yeah, are you talking about like some canon material, like the comics and the books? I'm
1: talking about canon material. I'm talking about Star Wars Battlefront II, which is a like I have no idea how it's doing in the numbers, but the game is like nobody talks about that game. Nobody yeah, bathes you know,
0: themselves in that warmth. I talking about it now. I'm going to play it again. I, maybe I'm one. Uh, I'm outside of this, but I loved Battlefront II. I loved the story. The story for me was one of the best Star Wars stories. Really? Yeah. It. Oh yeah. It, it was a cool game. It was a cool game. I thought it was a little simple. It was very simple, but maybe that is why I liked it, because I'm such I you know I don't have a lot of time to play. And so in this one I was like I got in the story, I played it all the way through and went, great, and I've moved on. So maybe that is didn't go into your point.
1: For me, I think the biggest problem with Battlefront, in my opinion, was that Number one, I think that the melee mechanics, ultimately, when you're making a Star Wars game, the end game is to play as a Jedi. Okay, yeah, like, like that's the end game. It's you know? got to like, be right. Well, you don't want to like the main character in the game is cool, but it's ultimately a range class, you yeah, know? and it's limited, right? Like you don't play a Star Wars game to play a range class because there's many other games that do it ten times better, right? You know, so when you're playing a Star Wars game, you want to see them evolve. The art of the Jedi, right? And, and like give you that Jedi feeling. And uh, Battlefront 2, you only get three friggin' moves and like attack, yeah. attack, block, attack, and three specials. It doesn't do much. Like when you compare it even to a game like Jedi Outcast, mm-hmm. you know, that had such an elaborate Jedi system. Yeah. Or a game like Star Wars Galaxy that has such an elaborate Jedi system. Or even stuff like, um, you know, uh, Knights of the Old Republic or mm. Star Wars The Old Republic. All of these things are trying harder. I mean, like, look, the graphics in Battlefront 2 are
0: amazing. Yeah. I think that's just where technology is now. Yeah, You've got to also rely on the story and the mechanics of the game.
1: And and to be fair to Battlefront 2, if you throw it in your system and you turn it on and you go find a multiplayer game, it's actually fairly easy to find multiplayer games. Mm-hmm. So the game does have an active community around it. Sure, It just doesn't feel like it's got fanatics of it.
0: Yeah, and what- I wonder if that's going to change... And to your point because they're finally giving us what most people want, I think, if, if you're a Star Wars fan. And please drop in some comments. Hit us up on Twitter. I mean we like the Jedi. That's our Big Mac. Yeah. And some people might want this kind of story. I don't want to you know, exclude anyone. But we're getting Jedi Fallen Order, mm. which is about the purge and, and surviving and getting through. So the mechanics are going to be there. You're going to be a Jedi. I hope the mechanics are going to be there. I hope so too. I mean, this is the game that seems to be a lot of people circling on the calendar. Like, yeah, I, I, you know, there's a lot riding on it. I think because, to your point, going back to Podracer, remember when those games were coming out? We were, and it was all through the prequel stuff. I was getting into that. I was gaming a lot more. Yeah, and now I'm like, I bought the first. The first Battlefront game is garbage. Yeah, just complete. Was there was rough. nothing you could do. Like I know, some people played online, and I tried, and everybody always just kicks my ass because I'm not a big gamer. And so I like the story campaign, and there wasn't a story campaign, right? Right. And so then I'm just like, well, what? Is, what is this then? I'm just, yeah. I I ended up maybe spending a weekend. By the end of that weekend, I was like, yeah, whatever.
1: And look, you bring up a good point. Battlefront Two does have an interesting campaign. Yeah. You know, like I love like, the, like the single player stuff is pretty cool. Um, that's, you know, uh, the thing with Kylo Ren, you know, I thought was pretty well done, mm. but, um, yeah. you know, there's a level, maybe you haven't even gotten that maybe, far. Maybe,
0: maybe not. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember, but I remember playing as Leia, Luke, Han. Did you finish the game? I finished the game. Yeah. Okay, so, maybe yeah, there so, was an additional download that I'm missing. No, no,
1: no. There, there's part of the campaign you played as Kylo for, oh, for then
0: a, yeah, then maybe anyway. I forget.
1: Look it. at the point is, is that it's cool, but mm-hmm. it's forgettable. Yeah. It's cool, but it doesn't have fanatics.
0: Yeah. Like. Pod yeah, and Racer. I wouldn't call myself a fanatic either.
1: Pod Racer has fanatics. Like mm. some guy remade the entire game in the Unreal 4 engine. That's a fanatic. For no reason other than that he wanted to play a good Star Wars game. Yeah. You know, um, you know, Star Wars Galaxies was recreated, not recreated, reverse engineered from packets mm-hmm. like from a computer sending a signal to a server And back, right, from those packets between the computer and the main server, those packets are stored in people's computers. From those packets, they reverse engineered the entire server infrastructure of the game because they wanted to play. These are fanatics. Yeah. You know, there's no fanatics that I'm aware of. And I look for it because I... I log on to Battlefront 2 sometimes, and I'll play it a little bit. Yeah, it's a lot of rinse and repeat. The you know totally agree.
0: Yeah, it is, and that's sometimes the simplicity. That's what gets me as a non gamer. So I can, if you get me with the story, but I'm gonna say to your point, I'm not fanatic over it. I'm right. not like like oh, I'm gonna go play again like I have been with like Spider Man and Red Dead Redemption too. Hey guys, Riley here, and Rula 2 is brought to you by DC Universe, the first all-DC platform for us DC fans. Join at DCUniverse.com and get sucked into new original series like the highly-touted Titans, or jump into Doom Patrol, DC's most beloved team of super-freaky superheroes, featuring an incredible cast of Jovian Wade, Diane Guerrero, April Bulby. Alan Tudyk, Matt Bomer, and Brendan Fraser. With new episodes dropping weekly. Or, get your comic book fix with thousands of new comic titles just added to an already impressive comic library. This includes more recent titles and complete storylines like Superman Secret Origin, Batman 2011, and Harley Quinn 2013. Also available on the platform are tons of the classic DC movies we love like Batman, Batman Returns, and the original Superman movie. If animated films are more your speed, join now because the new Justice League versus the Fatal Five is coming soon. DC Universe is available on your favorite devices. So if you were thinking about it before, now is definitely the time. Join and get a year's worth of DC content at dcuniverse.com. Like, that stuff is so, like, there's so much going on there. Right. I'm, I'm in the middle. I'm like, I'm almost at the end of Spider-Man and at the very beginning of Red Dead. And I'm I'm like... When can I play? Right. Can I play now, dear? Oh, sorry. No, I can't play right now. I got a (laughs) wedding plan. So that's what I usually get. Right. So uh, I understand that. I do. Yeah. But I like the question you posed was like what – how do you upkeep your Star Wars fandom? Mm. Especially though now – I mean we're in a weird time with Star Wars because I know there are people that didn't like The Last Jedi. Um they didn't like solo, and we got rid of the standalones. Now we're on pause. We don't know what comes after episode nine. We'll probably get those those announcements at celebration, and I'm looking forward to that. But right now, we're we're like on an island in the middle of nowhere, talking to a volleyball with a with a handprint on it. You know, calling him Wilson, going, "Where's the trailer? Yeah, like what are we holding on to? Where's the name of the movie? Where's the name of the movie? I know, God, I wonder. Any ideas? for the name yeah. or or where it is. I know where it is. It's just they're they're waiting for celebration. I think we're yeah. now so close to celebration we're not even getting the title. It's all going to be revealed at celebration. Yeah. Title and trailer. Yeah. I think that's what and they're and they're taking a page out of Endgame.
1: What do you think the trailer is going to communicate? So 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 before you answer that. Ooh, that's such a good question. Let's summarize what the first trailer. Let's just look at the first trailer. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Let's look at the first trailer for Force Awakens Okay. the first trailer for The Last Jedi. Okay. The first trailer for The Force Awakens, I think what it really told us Mm -hmm. is that there's a new bad guy. Yep. There's a new... um, New uh, leads, new characters. New new master of puppets. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. There's um, a really interesting Finn character, even though because we didn't know too much about him. Right. There's Rey, Mm -hmm. and we don't know too much about her, but we know that she's... You know, um, a scavenger of sorts. Yeah,
0: she's running around in the desert.
1: And you know that the Millennium Falcon is back. Right. Right. So that was the first trailer for Force Awakens. Yep. The first trailer for The Last Jedi Mm -hmm. was um, Ray's training with
0: Luke. Luke. Yep, Luke voiceover.
1: Luke has some reservations Mm -hmm. about the Jedi.
0: Yep, it ends the trailer with the Jedi need to end.
1: Yeah, so Luke has reservations about the Jedi uh, Ray is training, and then um, Kylo Ren breaks his helmet. Kylo Ren is somehow um, not happy yep. with the situation, right? right? But really, the big point was Ray is training. Luke isn't happy with the Jedi, and Kylo is is having issues with his situation. Mm-hmm. What do you think are those key points in in the Episode Nine trailer?
0: Oh, okay. One key point. Uh, Kylo assuming uh, supreme leader. It's mm, good. So we're going to see him, and from what I'm hearing, I, I'm, I'm going to use a little, I'm going to use rumors and and things I've read that that tell ano- me that his anonymous sources um, anonymous sources. I don't actually have any. I just I'm going off <laughs> of rumors, but that perhaps he's going back towards wanting to um, be Vader. So putting the mask back together, putting that that visage over his face to be supreme ruler with the the, the just looking scary. So okay, so that's one very good thing. Okay, okay, Ray, Ray's going to be center, of course. If she's a Jedi now, if she learned what she you know needed to learn to to, to move her training forward, and if we could look now at the echoes of Star Wars, Return of the Jedi. A Jedi Knight. I'm out of it for a little while and everyone has delusions of grandeur. Yeah. <laughs> Ray could be a Jedi Knight. A little bit more uh, you know, powerful. We're going to see a new lightsaber. Mm. Maybe it's loose and she put it together. I would love that. I think it might be a staff. Little double action. Yeah. JJ yeah. will do that. Yeah, and G- J- it's been G- and it's been set up. JJ G- would do that. Yeah, JJ yeah. would do that. So we get a shot of Ray, maybe getting her staff, <of> and then that, like he did with the Force Awakens, and the hilt comes out with Kylo right. Ren. With we're going to get card. the other side. Yeah. So yeah. Ray is going to it's that will get the fans. Yeah. That will get fans everywhere. Yep. Yeah. Um, okay, we're probably going to get a shot of Lando. We're going to bring in a little legacy. Okay, um, I think there'll be a quick glimpse. Um, same Leia. I think we'll get a shot of Leia. Uh, and then Finn and Poe, I'm wondering if we see them together in some way, whether they're piloting a ship on a different ship. Maybe they're on the Millennium Falcon. I heard that there was some footage out there that said as much. So, of course, I'm using it to my advantage. But I think it's going to be like that. But I think I'm wondering if it's going to be centered around Kylo and Ray and – He he's like now, if I can think about this, they're now on dueling ends. Mm. He's supreme leader; she's now running the Jedi. And then, so I'm wondering what that's going to look like. And I'm hoping we do get a little bit of Force Ghost, uh, Luke Skywalker, in there, like talking to Ray in the trailer. In the trailer, yeah.
1: Okay, so. You always have these incredibly optimistic takes when it comes to Luke Skywalker.
0: Yeah, man. I love Star
1: Wars. (laughs) What the hell is wrong with people? It's freaking Star Wars. I don't think we're going to see Luke in the trailer, um, even though it would be fun. I'm I'm with you on that. I don't think
0: we're going to see him in the trailer. Maybe a second trailer?
1: I think you're absolutely right about seeing... You know, actually, it's a really fun thought experiment about what the trailer is going to communicate. You yeah. Know, what this episode nine trailer is going to be, and then checking about how right or wrong we are. Right. Yeah, yeah. We'll um, go back. One thing that's for sure, mm-hmm. and this is true for all the Disney sequels, even Han Solo, um, Disney, Lucasfilm, whatever you want to call them these days, they make absolutely wonderful trailers. Oh yeah. I mean, that trailer for Solo, I thought was a lot of fun. Yeah, with that music and the little guitar riff. Yeah, and, and like the knobs turning off and mm-hmm. on. It was friggin' great. It was very Han Solo. All the trailers for the Last Jedi were top notch. Mm-hmm. I mean, the 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 John Williams music for those trailers was probably one of my favorite pieces yeah. of music John has ever written. I mean, it was just yeah, it's just phenomenal. A bump,
0: bump, 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 bump. That was so bump, good. Bump, 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 it had the imperial yeah, theme it underneath is, it, and this like
1: absolutely incredible. What? Those trailers yeah. were. Incredible. Yeah. The Force Awakens trailer, the first one, I've said it on this show before, I consider it to be top five trailer ever made. Yeah. I mean, yeah. so.
0: The way to tease it and bring back Star Wars is, yeah. is they did it.
1: And then how many times did you watch that trailer?
0: Oh, God, hundreds of times. You know? But and like, then the second trailer had the, the reveal that Han and Chewie and then were home. Right. And that got me. And I watched that thing over and over and over again. Yeah. But another good trailer.
1: Yeah. Oh, the second trailer is great. But that first trailer is the one that sets the tone. Yeah. Right. So the first trailer for episode nine, um, which we have no idea what it's going to be called. No. Actually, my 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 favorite guess of all the names that I've heard mm-hmm. is the Knights of Ren.
0: I like yeah. that. I like that guess. I just I just think the the Knights of Ren. It's just it's a little weird, but the, it, it just would be out of left field because they're not gonna like they haven't been a freaking part of the movies. Right. And everybody wants it. So to put it, and it feels like it's a standalone title. It doesn't wrap up the saga. It's like that's like saying, right, right, right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Hey, we're going to McDonald's. Yeah, but I'm gonna get a salad. Right. Right. Why are you gonna get a salad at McDonald's? That's not. That's like you know McDonald's episode nine. Here's a salad. Yeah. No, you want McDonald's episode nine. The Big Mac returns. Right. You know the what I big mean? Mac or whatever we read on the Big Mac yeah, So yeah. it's like that Knights of Ren, yeah. if that if it ends up being Knights of Ren, that's gonna be a knock. I'll be like stupid. Right. It just wouldn't work for me.
1: Okay. So first of all, great point. Um but I do think that the trailer will, to your point, have a big part of it that has you know, Kylo.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know what my instinct says, man? I might be so wrong about this. Yeah. No, go for it. My instinct says that it's actually going to have Kylo in conflict. Yeah, I could see that. Like, in conflict with his evilness. Because, like, how does The Last Jedi end? It's probably one of the coolest things about The Last Jedi is that ultimately, forget the broom kid stuff, okay? Mm -hmm. The, The movie, the arc for the main characters ends with this recognition through the force between Kylo Ren with his fake little die mm-hmm. his father's die looking up and then this very well intercut piece of a completely different scene but it looks like they're looking at each other yeah. of Rey looking down the uh th- the ramp of the Millennium Falcon and looking at Kylo not with anger but with sympathy
0: yeah you know? I was so, just gonna say a little bit of sympathy.
1: So that to me is still the most interesting quote unquote story that's that's going on in yeah. these sequel movies is the relationship between Kylo Ren and Ray, whatever yeah. her last name is,
0: right? Ray Skywalker.
1: It's it's so funny, I almost called her Ray Deathbringer. Deathbringer. <laughs> I don't even- know why i I like 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 that that though i almost said ray deathbringer i'm a
0: deathbringer
1: yeah oh but like so i think that that narrative thread of by far the most interesting part of the last jedi which is the relationship between kylo and ray yeah is going to be further explored
0: Mm -hmm. and absolutely
1: and i think that the trailer is going to give you a little hint of that of Mm -hmm. of of kylo ray you know uh, what? What is it that, that that the kids are calling them? Raylo. Okay. Raylo, yeah. yeah, yeah. The Raylo thing is going to be a part of the trailer, yeah. in my opinion. Oh yeah. But here's the other thing that I think is going to be part of the trailer: is to your point, they're going to say 12 beef patties, special sauce, lettuce, cheese, yep. on a sesame seed bun. Yep. Okay. You're going to get launching jam, bam, 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 bam. You're going to get full on teases. Ala, uh, probably my favorite trailer of all time. The episode one, the Phantom Menace trailer, right, where the, you first see Obi Wan and, and 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 Darth, Darth Maul going yeah. at it.
0: Do you know how many times I rewound that particular moment? That's incredible! Because of the choreography, Obi Wan does this block to yeah, this cool, day, cool, cool. and like and like goes, goes and the cut too. Yeah, and he but he, he blocks it, but then he blocks here and then comes around yeah, behind yeah, him yeah. because Maul has the double side. Yeah. Now. I'm like. You've got to be no, kidding me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's awesome. I love it. Talk about upkeeping your Star Wars fandom. This is what happens. Yeah. I mean, look at this. It's like, you know, yeah. we've fallen on opposite sides of The Last Jedi, but we're fine. Yeah. You can bring up these wonderful moments. I always say that to the some of the people that might, you know, create these these accounts that want to change people's opinion on their Star Wars love. And it's like, isn't there something in every movie that you like that you can you can hold on to? I think so. I wonder – Solo? Oh, boy, you're going to bring up – yeah. There's one thing in Solo I like. What?
1: One thing? OK. There, there is one thing in Solo I actually really yeah. enjoy. No,
0: I and and there are things in there I love too. It's but... only
1: one thing for me though because okay. I've tried watching it. Tw- I've never been able to sit through it twice. I've so, sat through it three times now. OK. I've never yeah. been able to sit through it a second time. Yeah. I mean I own the movie and all those things, but I haven't been able to sit through it a second time. One thing I do like about that movie Hmm. Um, is the moment – and it's funny because I have it on good authority that this is actually part of the Lord of Miller script. Mm. And I think I got this from somebody who's actually a friend of the podcast who has who has it on really good authority. Ooh, you know, okay. I'm not going to say any names just in case I'm misrepresenting what they told me. But um, is that scene where you see uh, Han with the fake detonator. Mm-hmm. And, um, and she's like, do you really think you're going to detonate that? He's like, no, I think I'm going to do this. And he throws it through the window and then the light breaks in and all that stuff. To me, that felt like a Star Wars moment.
0: Yeah, that was a good Star Wars moment.
1: You know, I really enjoyed that moment. But then I didn't get any more of that. And, you know, what they told me is that Proxima, I believe, is. is yeah, Proxima was Midnight was actually like supposed to Lady be Lady Proxima. Lady Proxima was actually supposed to be the main I villain. Just,
0: that was Infinity War. The Proxima Midnight was the other one. That's why it was so confusing to me sometimes. Yeah, I'm like, I gotta brush up on some uh, schmo down here.
1: But that Proxima was actually supposed to be the main villain in the Lord and Miller script, and that that Mm. scene—I don't know if any of this is true. Yeah, but that that scene was actually uh, written for much later in the script. Yeah, you know. But um, anyway, to your point, yes, it's friggin' Star Wars. There's stuff you can find in it Mm. to enjoy. I've publicly said I'm not a big fan of um, of Rebels. I thought Rebels was hit and miss. Mm-hmm. But there was some stuff in
0: Rebels I absolutely loved. Yeah. You know? So yeah. I kept – like when they would have little adventures in Rebels, like one of them we talked about quite a bit when I was on Jedi Council around the time Rebels was airing was the Space Whales episode. And it's mm-hmm. like – it's kind of like the message was really beautiful, but it's like get back to the Ahsoka stuff. Get me right. to the Ahsoka – fighting Vader and it was like Clone Wars every once in a while Clone Wars would go off on a different direction but I'm like
1: yeah, give me, me back to Ezra to, struggling with the dark side yeah
0: that stuff and then for Clone Wars ooh, when Yoda goes to you know and, and, and meets the dark side in the cave at, at Dagobah that stuff to your point those are the Big Macs yeah that's, um, that's, that's what always would get me but again I don't want to I bet there are tons of Star Wars fans they're like no 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 give me more of the non-Jedi stuff yeah Look, I think I
1: honestly feel that the trailer is going to have it, and episode nine is going to have it. We are going to be drowning in
0: special sauce. Yeah, I think so. And, I and, think and that we they need have to, to. And, and yeah. we, yes, have to need to. We have so many questions about Rey, her parentage, was Kylo lying? Is she rebuilding the Jedi Order? Is there something yeah. you know something connected to her in the bigger story of, of through her parents? Is, is she? a long lost jedi is she like uh, you know related somehow to obi-wan like some of the chat rooms will tell you like what is going on yeah. and we need to get that and i want more of like the special sauce yeah so jedi
1: so if you take a step back and you start to sort of boil it down you can make an argument mm. that the force awakens was the redemption song for the original trilogy guys yeah. And girls. But the OGs, mm-hmm. right? The people that loved the practical effects, right? Like how many times did you hear ad nauseum? Yeah. The practical effects this, practical effects that. And then you you put in probably the worst usage of CGI ever in a Star Wars movie. That horrible Wrath Tark or whatever uh, those things yeah. are called.
0: That, that that
1: scene was just an abomination <laughs> of CGI horrificness. Yeah. I, I'm with you on that. The Wrath Guard? Yeah.
0: Wrath Guard. Yeah. The Wrath Tark. Wrath. You're Rath. hauling, you're hauling wrath on this thing. Wrath, <laughs> Rathgars. guards, Yeah, Rathgars. Are you telling me you're you're hauling wrath guards on this thing? I'm telling you, I'm hauling wrath guards. Wrath, wrath, wrath guards.
1: Okay, whatever those things were. It was a terrible scene. Yeah, but but you know, it's almost like a. It, it brought the movie to a screeching halt. If you see the movie again, and I've watched it maybe twenty times already. But if you watch the movie. That Rathgar scene brings the movie to a screeching
0: halt. Well, I didn't like the effects, but there are some wonderful moments. I love how all these different factions come in, and Han's like, good to see you. Like, there's right. some good Han Solo action in that. But when they it's start for- to go out and they have to make their escape, that's when I could just go, <laughs> skip. <laughs> well, first like, of all, I get it. I hear you
1: that there's that you would think those are good Han Solo moments, in my opinion, it felt so forced. Like Really? Oh man. Like that everything happens so conveniently. You know? Yeah. yeah. Like they leave and Han Solo finds them. Mm-hmm. The second Han Solo finds them again, then they get invaded by two other ships. Mm-hmm. And then they're Wrath Guards. And then they it's you know, it's just like and then they escape on the Millennium Falcon and they leave this gigantic ship behind and never think about it again. It was all all very convenient, kind of like you know what? It's it's kind of like uh, fairy tale writing, yeah. You know, like like it, well,
0: that's what Star Wars is. That's what Star Wars is. Yeah. and fair enough. Yeah, okay? fair enough. But, um, I, but I agree. I agree with you on on there needs to be yes, it's it's fairy tales, but you could make it a little bit more not so convenient. I'm with you yeah. on that because that I always it always occurred to me. I'm like, okay, we know going into Force Awakens when I'm watching that for the first time in theaters. Yeah. I pretty much knew when when Ray. And Finn get boarded with the Millennium Falcon after they leave Jakku. I'm like, oh, here comes Han, because I know that there's that scene. We're home. Right. They're in the Millennium Falcon. So I'm like, huh? Which I thought was a great little misdirect. Yeah, is that she ends up in the Millennium Falcon? I always thought that was Han. Yeah, in the first trailer to your to your uh, yeah when we were talking about that. So I was like, oh okay, oh okay. That's where the marketing kind of gave me that like the cliff notes to. Ace it on that one scene where I go, well, he's probably going to show up. And he did. And I got some great Han Solo action. I loved the, his, like, Chewie looking at him, you know, and there, there was some great Chewy Chewie stuff.
1: was great in The Force Awakens. Yeah, he was. With the exception of him, like, um, telegraphing that he'll never see Han again, Chewie, Chewie was great in The Force <laughs> Awakens. But anyway, The Force Awakens is about bringing the original trilogy folks back into mm-hmm. the fold, okay? Incredibly effective at doing that. Yeah. Okay? The Last Jedi was really about bringing over the kind of um, – it's about bringing over the Hunger Games and the Twilights oh, and, the, interesting. A, and the OC and like that whole kind of uh, crowd of a younger generation yeah. than um, is the Force Awakens was intended for. It's really the Hunger Games with – the twilights and it's like this teeny romance novel type of thing it's got mm. that vibe all over it
0: okay god i did not ever make that connection and you're right it has it, yeah. it, it, it it's undeniable
1: it's got all the themes right it's got it's got uh rebelling against authority uh-huh. right it's got making your own way it's got like Two
0: star-crossed lovers. Star-crossed lovers, you know, from different sides of the. It's got all the hallmarks. Yeah.
1: Okay. Now the third one, episode nine, Mm -hmm. right? If you follow this chain of logic, and the first one was very successful. Yeah. Okay. The Force Awakens. The second one was very controversial, because I think Ryan Johnson took liberties in going down this path. That nobody checked them on. And you can't really yeah. fault him. I mean, he wanted to make his own thing. Yeah. But nobody checked him on it, right? Now you have episode nine with a guy who doesn't want to be remembered as the guy who couldn't follow in Lucas's footsteps. Mm. So I think episode nine, look, and I might have my own sense of Stockholm syndrome and my own delusions saying this. I think episode nine is going to be for the prequelists.
0: I hope so. I think, I think, I, I, gonna I think be... it's going to be a little bit of yeah, everything. Yeah. I think that J.J. Abrams has gone out on record and said, I'm tying up the saga. Skywalker saga. The Skywalker saga. That's including prequels. Yeah. Because say what you will about Last Jedi, but Ryan Johnson knows his Star Wars. And a lot of people don't think that he does. I think he's unfairly criticized. With giving visual cues, Kylo oh, Ren God. walking into the base. Oh, you
1: just remind me of something that made me angry. Go ahead. Oh Finish boy. up. Finish up. But before fu- Kylo
0: Ren from. walking in with the first order was yeah. like Anakin Skywalker yeah. walking into the Jedi Temple in Episode Three. I yeah. saw it. The march of the the, the, sure. the music was a little Storm not storming the temple. Yeah. Yeah. So what made you mad? All right. I so know.
1: one thing I will bring up about uh, that story I read on um, on uh, what, what was it? Geeks and uh, no. Oh, Den of Geek with Mark Hamill? Yeah, Den of Geek with mm-hmm. Mark Hamill uh, promoting Night Nightfall or whatever it yeah. is. And this is this is Mark Hamill's words, yeah. OK? And you have to assume that it's really his words and that he's not being misquoted. Right. And we have no reason to believe he's being misquoted. Yeah. OK? We have zero reason. But he hasn't come out and said, I didn't say these things. It, you know, and like I know even Perry was saying, oh, sometimes they take things out of context. You know, and, and – And she made that assumption before you started actually reading the quotes. And then she was like, whoa, he actually said that? That's a little bit shocking. Yeah. One of the things that he said that I think upset me more than anything, Mm. okay, that contradicts, pushes on your point a little bit about Brian Johnson loving Star Wars or Mm -hmm. understanding Star Wars, is the thing where the scene where Mark Hamill was going to talk to Leia or or leaving from Leia.
0: With C-3PO. And he walks by C-3PO.
1: and doesn't even acknowledge his existence. Right. You know, And then Mark Hamill, the quote is – and I'm paraphrasing a little bit here, but, but the quote was like Luke Skywalker wouldn't do that. He just walks by the – one of his closest like, like uh, sentimental attachments in the universe, right. in the galaxy, in his lifetime, and he's not going to acknowledge him. And then supposedly according to Mark Hamill, mm-hmm. right, he says, oh, yeah, yeah, OK, go over there and do whatever then.
0: Yeah, and he gives him the wink.
1: And he says go then do whatever. Then Mark Hamill says, "So I went over there and I did whatever." Yeah. Like You're right, touche.
0: It feels like touché. an insult. Yeah. It felt like an insult to him. I it, that bothered me too. Yeah. It it that that bothered me too. I I don't know. I I do say touche cuz it's like yeah, that's a that's a big miss, like especially for 3PO. Yeah. And especially for Luke. You know, Master Luke and he gives him the the wink. And
1: it just, and it sounds like. And I did
0: want, and I wanted more of that. I did. I wanted more of the, the. Yeah. You know,
1: know, Christian and I were talking about it this morning, and he was like, well, that's the story they wanted to tell. It's Mm -hmm. like, okay, fine. But like, so you, you got your daddy's Ferrari. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, like the Ferrari is all about. Driving fast, going on a thing, doing whatever the Ferrari does mm-hmm. but you actually decided to take the Ferrari and do something else with it, or you know it, it's it's okay that because you didn't open her up, you parked it right you didn't earn <laughs> like you didn't buy the Ferrari, right. somebody gave it to
0: you, yeah,
1: you know, George Lucas made that Ferrari, yeah, and that Ferrari had very, very specific intentions, and mm-hmm. I just feel that those intentions have been a little bit mishandled. Anyway, we've we've talked about that a million times. Yeah. But, you know, um the it just to me it feels like Mark Hamill for him to call out that very specific story because mm-hmm. like you've been on movie sets before, like that's the kind of thing that like comes and goes and you never even think about it again. Yeah. You know? That's resentment.
0: He's holding on to those things. Yeah. And I'm going to play the devil's advocate as I as I tend to do here. Yeah. I think Ryan Johnson maybe he didn't even it, it didn't even occur to him and there's Mark Hamill to save the day. Hey guys, Riley here. Rule of Two is brought to you by DC Universe, the first all-DC platform for us DC fans. Join at DCUniverse.com to stream the original series, Doom Patrol, with new episodes dropping weekly. For those not familiar with Doom Patrol, they're one of the most beloved and bizarre superhero crews out there. With each member having suffered a previous horrific injury that now gives them unique superpowers, they have united as a squad of super freaks to fight for a world that ironically wants nothing to do with them. The star-studded cast is led by Jovian Wade as Cyborg, Diane Guerrero as Crazy Jane, April Bowlby as Elastigirl, Alan Tudyk as Mr. Nobody, with Matt Bomer as Negative Man, and Brendan Fraser as Robot Man. Enjoy Doom Patrol, as well as other original series, thousands of added comics, animated films, and classic DC movies on the ultimate DC platform, DC Universe, available on your favorite devices. Join today and get a year's worth of DC content at dcuniverse.com. You know... Because of production, because of the setups and everything, and it's like, you know, who knows? But that bothered me too. I'm not going to lie. I mean it's like as much as I love The Last Jedi, you know, Ryan Johnson put a lot of his heart in there, and I know that. And it didn't land with a lot of people. I get it. You know? You don't have to to, like yell and scream. There's good craftsmanship in the film. There's good craftsmanship in the film. But I saw the references to the prequels. I saw the references to you know George Lucas's original idea and the Michael Arndt script was putting him on that island. It's just we don't know what happened after. We want that script. We want to know what what they script, were thinking. Yeah. But somebody on Twitter did point out that Mark Hamill at one point didn't agree with George Lucas for Return of the Jedi that he wanted some kind of other area. Now I'm only saying that without any having any research yet. So I would like to go back and research, okay, yeah, put a pin it. on that. Because somebody said on Twitter that Mark Hamill wanted to shave his head and get tattoos and be Luke Skywalker for Turn the Jedi, like, in a weird way. And I was like, I don't know if that's true. It's apples and oranges. I've never heard
1: that. It's apples and oranges. I think the one thing that that you can say is a little bit more in line would be Han Solo wanting to die in Empire Strikes Back. Right. And not getting that
0: wish. Right.
1: Like – you know, Luke. A uh, Luke wanted to have tattoos and a bald head. Those are just cosmetic things.
0: Yeah, you know but, uh, that probably want he wanted his, his idea for the his character was yeah. maybe that. But that I don't know about that yet. I mean, that was a random Twitter comment, so I'm gonna <laughs> I'll look into
1: it. But Luke, Luke has or Mark Hamill has issues with fundamental choices about Luke Skywalker's character that he feels are inconsistent with everything that's come before it. Mm-hmm. And he's not the only one. I mean, some of the greatest. Star Wars thinkers or sort of pundits or philosophers or whatever you want to call, people mm. that obsess over Star Wars, Sam Witwer, a guy that yes. we, you know, I was
0: just going to say: a guy that
1: yeah. we both respect and admire and can't wait to chat with about this stuff if he will ever come on the show. Yeah He breaks it down like a lawyer building a case and mm-hmm. says, this is exactly why Luke Skywalker is not Luke Skywalker in the Last Jedi. I mean, this is his point of view, but his case. Is, is backed with evidence and, yeah. and, and, and character
0: analysis. and he, he makes a good case. Yeah. He makes a good case. I, look, his case, to your point, I remember reading it, watching that interview and being like – With Sam. He's – yep. He's yep. got a great point. And I wouldn't change my mind, but I can see it. And I think that that's what's missing in this Star Wars conversation is what we do here yeah. is debate and discuss. And you bring up a good point, and you don't have to say like, "Oh, yeah, you're right," and change your mind. It's just that I can see that. I just know when I walked out of that movie, I had a feeling like none other, yeah, and I hold on to that feeling because I stayed up all night going that <sighs> <sighs> yeah. because yeah. I wanted to touch Skywalker, me. yeah, it touched me in a way I don't understand. it really did it, yeah. and I'm still trying to figure it out because there's so much noise, there's so much of of this noise that I do want to hear people say. I didn't think it was consistent to Luke. So I have that feeling in the pit of my stomach after I walked out of The Last Jedi being – I won't lie, being a little bit disappointed at first with Luke not being alive afterwards, not getting a lot of the – what I was building in my head. I remember there was a report that came out that the First Order and the Knights of Ren – this was total bullshit obviously. It didn't happen. First order and Kylo Ren land on Octu attack Rey and Luke, and they fight back. And there was a report that we saw the green saber, and I was like, ho oh, oh, oh. In my mind, I'm like, "Luke yeah. Skywalker, wrecking stuff," and we didn't get that. But like, one of, look, one of my biggest problems with this
1: with this Disney sequel is sequel series is that it feels like a tough, like it feels like a gang war to me. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel like a political struggle. Yeah, like even the original trilogy felt like mm-hmm. Like the original trilogy did a very good job at painting a world where there was this oppressive totalitarian regime. Yeah, that was like incredibly oppressive of this small little group. And this group had, um, you know, f- like the thirst for freedom on their side and, and the ability to not be captives, which made them so much more powerful yeah. than, you know, than than anybody could imagine. That was very clear to me. In the prequels, it was very, very clear to me that there was this massive republic warring or, or or being manipulated by this Dark Lord of the Sith with this trade federation and that there was something going on, but that it was at a galactic political scale. The sequel trilogy feels to me like a turf war between, like, two little gangs. Yeah. Like, it doesn't feel like it's affecting the galaxy. Like, yeah, we saw five planets blow up. But if you don't know what's on those planets, mm-hmm. you know, like... In um, and people say, "Oh, but what about Alderaan?" Perfect example. Yeah. You knew that Princess Leia, this person that you're being introduced to, that's her home planet. Watch your home planet explode, mm. right? So it creates it creates empathy for the viewer.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: There's no empathy for the loss of those worlds in in, in the Force Awakens. There's no context for it. You no. see one random shot of of people. Waiting to die. It, yeah. it doesn't
0: It doesn't have gravitas. To- totally agree with you. And that's that's one of the things we talked about. Like are, is there going to be any kind of politics? Like just not politics like we A got world in the building, like, like more world building of like what is the state of that? I still been the, don't know. That has been the one thing I totally agree with you on this. Through Force Awakens and even more so in The Last Jedi. What the hell is going on with the galaxy? I have no idea. That like, you, you, you go to whatever that planet is
1: called. What's that planet called with the casino on it? Oh, um, uh, Canto Bight. Canto Bight. You go to Canto Bite and, and, and by seeing what's happening at Canto Bight, you have no idea that there's a war going on.
0: Right. Yeah. I, yeah. Well, and that was, I think, the point of the Canto Byte sequence is to show the gray in the galaxy that – War Profiteers. Was it? Good and bad. Was that the point of that? No. <laughs> there was a lot of things. Canto byte, yeah. Canto byte is board. just bad
1: writing. And Canto has...
0: byte across the board is
1: but sucks. It, but it's also – I get it. It suffers from the same issue that all these movies suffer from, which is consistency. Yeah. Like if you set up a world where the first order is the new oppressive power in the galaxy, yeah. that oppression needs to be felt at all levels of society. And, you we... don't feel it on Canto byte. Was there any planet that you went to in the original trilogy or in the sequel or in the prequels where you don't feel the oppression that's going on? In the original trilogy, every planet you went to that was, you know, with the exception of of Dagobah,
0: which is a hideaway planet, right? Right. right.
1: There was a stormtrooper in there somewhere, you You, know? You
0: feel the Empire's presence. You feel the – yes. Especially Tatooine sets it all up. They're the stormtroopers. Outside of Moss Eisley, move along, move along. Have to use the Jedi mind trick. It's to It's under through
1: Empire it. rule,
0: right? That's been my biggest criticism of this, and I blame J.J. Abrams and I blame the great Lawrence Kasdan. I do. I, yeah, that's all in the script, and the we didn't so get great that.
1: The not-so-great Lawrence
0: Kasdan. I think Anymore. Lawrence Kasdan. Sorry. Yeah, I, I love you, Lawrence. Uh, I, I do too, okay. but I think you know we got Solo out of him as well, and I think yeah. that they missed a really big part. That is inherent in Star Wars, which is politics, which is like that feeling. We got it so clear in the original trilogy. We got it very clearly in the prequels. In fact, too clear. I thought they heavily leaned on politics, and that's why a lot of people were like – Right, but they did an excellent job in building the world. But we got what we – which is – essentially the prequels is the disintegration of democracy, right? Right. And because of the hubris behind some of these people, and the Jedi kind of turning a blind eye and not and not you know seeing what 's right in front of them, the rise of a dictator and emperor palpatine, and then the original trilogy did it, pitch perfect, yeah, and now it 's like I thought the first order was kind of like, here are a bunch of terrorists, yeah. They have ideals of a certain thing. It feels like that. Rising from the ashes of the Empire, we learned in the opening crawl of Force Awakens. But then you needed – I think it was the biggest missed opportunity. I find myself getting pretty passionate about this. Yeah, yeah. You don't – you're telling me you're not cutting to a scene with General Leia talking to the, the Republic about the First Order? That would have saved everything. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Cut to Leia. Having an argument a la Bloodline, which sets up the rise of the First Order and the politics there, and the politics of, yeah, we know, Leia, your dad was Darth Vader. We don't believe you or whatever it yeah, may yeah, be. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. We've talked about this before. It's great missed, point. Just missed it. Yeah, it's like the movies should have been the opposite. And this is where the reboot critique of The Force Awakens I think holds so much water. Because yeah. it's the same it's, it's the same story. Now, wouldn't it have been interesting if you would have had the same exact movie, literally the same exact movie, mm-hmm. but the First Order was a terrorist group that was yeah. acting against the oppressive republic in their eye from their point of view? From their point of view. You yeah. know? That would have been a far more interesting story. Yeah. You know? It would have been more relevant to today's time, right? Like here's a terrorist group against – you know, like the establishment, mm-hmm. um, but instead you you somehow made it that the first order was equal in power to the empire. You're just supposed to assume that that's true without earning any of it.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: I I can't say I disagree. Anyway, sorry guys. Look, I uh, we didn't come in here to talk ill of of the of the films that have already come up. But, but, but
0: let's let's uh, comment on that just real quick. Yeah, because um, I did. I listen to the feedback. Yeah, Okay. we always do. Except when you're, you, you come at me in a way where you're a dick. I'll just say it. I, I mute you immediately because there are ways to talk to us. Yeah. And believe me, I saw a guy with a Star Wars avatar. He came in hot off of my episode of, with Perry, and I immediately muted you because you disrespected me. You did. You came at me like a jerk, and I'm not going to take that stuff. But when you come at me wanting to talk about this stuff like we do, I'll listen every time. Sure. And a lot of people were saying, it's like, listen, I don't like all the na- – like going too native on, on these movies because there are a lot of fans for this movies. We're both sitting here. Yeah. Some One likes it more than the other, but then there's other areas that we agree on, disagree. That's what's great about this discussion. Sure. But what we're just doing here is that – we just had a discussion, and it's—I don't—I don't believe in that its negative at all. I wanted more yeah. from a certain, like a very small thread of a story that maybe JJ and Lawrence Kastin that makes context makes context. Yes, that would have been There's great no context for, in these for movies. Star Wars sweaties like us. We want a lot of context, and we're only given two hours, two hours, and whatever minutes. So maybe, yeah. maybe playing the devil's advocate as I do, JJ and Lawrence are like. Maybe they had a big scene like that, and they're like, uh, "It messes up the flow." Yeah, Who that's notes? why we
1: want to look. We want to read that Michael Arndt script. Anybody has yeah. a copy of it? Any any uh, Russian hackers out there, or <laughs> or anything like that out there? Like, um, yeah, like you know, we we want to read that. The world needs to see that. I mean, sooner or later, we're gonna we're gonna gotta get it, be right? something. Yeah. Um, There's gotta be. But going back to the trailer for a second, yeah, I think that this trailer is going to give us a beacon of hope, a rallying point. Um, I think that JJ, his legacy now is going to be defined by how much of the splintered fan base he's able to unite mm-hmm. into one, bring balance to the force. And look, it reminds me a lot of, and I think we might have talked about this before, but it reminds me a lot of Peter Schaefer's Amadeus. Oh, such a Okay,
0: yeah,
1: and the core concept of the, uh, of this amazing play that was turned into a, a film that's also amazing, mm-hmm. like Milos Forman, Milos Forman, eight Academy Awards later, and Best Picture, and all this stuff. One of the great films, you know, ever made in my opinion, right? Definitely the top twenty, top thirty.
0: F. Murray man,
1: F. Murray Abraham won the Oscar. Tom Hulse
0: wasn't he nominated? He Tom Hulse been. was nominated, yeah. didn't win, but didn't he was win, nominated. But, you know, yeah.
1: an incredible film, mm-hmm. right? But what's the movie about? The movie is about a man who feels that his talents are gr- good but not great, not transformative in the way that, Amadeus, that, that Mozart's talents were. Right. Even though he was very, 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 very good, when he saw what Amadeus was able to accomplish with his art, he felt mediocre. Yeah. And as an artist, there's no worse feeling to have than to know that you're mediocre. Right. You know, it, it, it's, it's painful. I go through it. I go through it. it I go through it every day. It's very, 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 very tough pill to swallow when you're mediocre. Yeah, you and know? if you
0: go down that rabbit hole of believing that, yes, that's then, what, you, then you have the story of Amadeus. It's not about Amadeus. It's about Salieri. Yeah, it's about
1: Antonio Salieri. And what does Salieri do? Salieri pays in, in secret. He pays mm-hmm. Amadeus to write a, a requiem. Yeah. Okay. And as he's paying him to write this Requiem, spoiler warning, he's also slightly poisoning him with mercury. Mm-hmm. To the point where his master plan was that he was going to have Mozart write his Requiem. Mm-hmm. Right, His own death mass. Mm-hmm. And then Salieri was going to take the credit for it yep. as the guy who actually wrote it. Yep. And then he would play this massive death mass for his great friend Amadeus. Mm-hmm. And everybody would say, wow, Amadeus is great, but Salieri is the real genius, yeah. right? I think that that's what's happening with J.J. Abrams. J.J. Mm. Abrams right now, relative to George Lucas, Brian Johnson relative to George Lucas – all these people relative to George Lucas are all seen in a more mediocre light. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter how much you love the the uh the last Jedi or whatever, you can't say, or how much you love The Force Awakens, you can't say, oh, JJ's accomplishment or, or Ryan's accomplishment is bigger and greater than George's accomplishment. No. You can't even you can't even think that way.
0: No. Yeah.
1: But with episode nine, because there's been so much controversy with Seven being karaoke, Star Wars karaoke. And eight being that, you know, this split, whatever, the subversion of expectations gone wrong, mm-hmm. right? That's the narrative so far, that nine is going to be what brings balance to the force.
0: I have anxiety just thinking about that if yeah. I were in J.J. J. Abrams' shoes. But that's but that's what he's up against. That That's absolutely what he's up against. So I think he's it's going to be a balance, to use your point, balance of the force. Um, I don't know how he's going to do it. Yeah. Let's hope he does. I've I I just I I think there's a little bit of like I don't want to rely too much on fan service. And I don't think we've talked about this a lot on Collider Live as well. I don't think it's going to be complete fan service, but I think there's going to be some fan service in there, meaning that that we're going to get some good stuff. But put it through story. Everything needs to go through story. It needs to make sense. Right. It needs to rather than, you know. I think there was already the out given in The Last Jedi with Rey and Kylo Ren. They're filthy drunk, junk traders. It could be very well That's be up. that That's he up. was lying. Yeah. That's gone. I think it's – I think they were, but those weren't her real parents. Yeah. I think she thought they were. Yeah. And that there's going to be a be another reveal that – no, 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 no. There was something I else. I mean
1: the best, the best rumor that I've heard from fairly decent sources – and spoiler warning: if you don't want to hear this, you know, stop listening right now for for a few minutes. Mm. Is that she's somehow connected to Emperor Palpatine?
0: Yeah, I've heard that too. Sure, I mean, I like that idea. You know, I think uh, that was set up in a little bit of the aftermath books that there was something that the Emperor did that he he put some clues over on Jakku. Who knows? I mean, look, give me anything, man. I want Give me a fun movie
1: that makes me feel like a kid again. That inspires me to want to overcome the odds. Yeah, you know that that like speaks to me on a abstract enough level, so I think of it as a morality play, as, yeah. a, as some kind of, you know, like something where I can use the film in my analogies. Yeah, you know, like go back to giving me that poetry in motion. That to be honest with you, I got from the first six movies, mm-hmm. you know, and like, look, there's there's elements of it that, you know, Force Awakens and and you know, like, there's some really good stuff in all of these movies, yeah, you know, but, like, you know, Christian Harloff always says this, and it's like there hasn't been a great Star Wars movie he thinks since since like uh, Empire, you know, so for him it's been a really long time. Um, I don't know if I agree with that, but. JJ has the opportunity to make something really special. Um I don't know what it's gonna be like. I think that there might be some new this is a totally off the wall thing, but I think that there's gonna be some new Cantina music. hmm I think JJ had a great time with do oogie
0: oogie. Whatever <laughs> yeah. the hell it is. A gig, a gig. Yeah.
1: Yeah, like, uh, you know, he, I think he wrote that song or something. Yeah,
0: Lin, with Lin-Manuel Miranda.
1: Oh, did he? Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. there's going to be a little bit of that in there. I'm hoping for a three-hour movie, minimum.
0: Give it to me. I'll take it. You know?
1: Yep. Um, but, look, I think that the trailer is going to give us a really good peek yeah. at the hope, you know, of, yeah. of going back to what worked for Star Wars. Of Of, like, it's going to be that... Big Mac commercial that zooms in and you see the big
0: Mac spinning yep, yep. And like they
1: squeeze it and the special sauce oozes
0: <laughs> out of it that 's going to be the that's going to be the trailer I think you're right, and I think that i'm really hoping because the biggest thing that has sucked for, with the 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 new movies and it 's not the new movies or anything about the new movies it's the reaction to it and the splintering of the fandom. Because that's what bums me out the most.
1: Yeah, and and, it's and, that, and
0: to me also the ancillary stuff. And I'm sorry, go yeah, ahead. Yeah, no, the ancillary stuff as well, because I have now heard from a number of people that caught that have kept up with the canon material that now they're just like, I'm not getting rewarded. You know, so I'm not really interested in reading these things. Yeah. And so that kind of stuff. But I just want I you know, I want to live in a world where Star Wars fans can be Star Wars fans yeah. and like everything in it. And that you don't need to create different Twitter accounts to go yell at people. We can just all just come together and debate and discuss. And, well, I didn't like that part. Well, I did. And here's why. And then everybody's just like, well, well, at least we love Star Wars in general. That's what this last movie is going to do. And the first step in that direction is the trailer.
1: Yeah. And um, I also think that 2019 – Let's, let's soak it in. Yeah. Because I don't think we're going to get 2017, 2018, 2019 have been incredible years for fandom. Okay? Absolutely.
0: There's been a lot of good.
1: I think that we've been spoiled. Mm-hmm. And I think we better get ready for the drought. Yeah, there's a drought coming. There's well, a, I think there's a really. drought coming. I think 2020 we're going to get one MCU movie. And which nobody even knows what it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, oh,
0: we're going to get more MCU movies. I There's, mean, this is this is what we know of. Doctor Strange
1: 2. It's something. There's only one movie scheduled for 2020 that's been announced. Mm. And, and, and nobody knows which one it is. People right. think it might be Black Panther 2 or something.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. But they're keeping it quiet because or not. Well, because the, of Endgame. Because of Endgame or whatever. But with the MCU, it's different than Star Wars because – they're doing that, to your point, because of Endgame. There's going to be some big things that go down. So I think they're hiding their cards a little bit yeah. once Endgame comes out. Then we have Far From Home with Spider-Man. We know Doctor Strange 2 and Black Panther 2 are happening. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, they're using James Gunn's script. So that might be on there sooner or later. Right. But we don't know.
1: But 2020 is going to be the first year without a Star Wars movie.
0: Correct. In, in, in a long time. We will have Mandalorian. But I believe Mandalorian will be done by the end right. of two thousand nineteen. So, well, you know,
1: we might get the um,
0: We might get Cassie Nandor. And wow,
1: can't wait for that.
0: <laughs> I know. As much as I love that character, I mean, I'm just kind of Okay. I mean I'd rather I'll see just, it.
1: Like I'd rather get a show like that that's like Cheers that takes place in Mas Kanata's thing before the you know, got destroyed. Mm-hmm. When you see that pa-pay, pa-pay, yeah. and, and you go deeper into his character, I'd be more interested in that than in than in Cassie Nandor, and but
0: uh, I tend to agree with you on you know, the Cassian anyway. Andor. I don't I it, it's really hard for me to get excited about movies when I know the character's ultimate fate. Right. It always what, yeah. always always you always know. Is there an exception to that rule? I don't know. Any prequel? I mean, the prequels themselves Star Wars I liked enough because I liked watching the journey of Anakin Skywalker mm-hmm. at least and the performances right. always elevated. Right. Yes, you knew the character's fate, but that was because – well, you knew the original trilogy. So f- watching him fall to the dark side was – that's the hook. I'm talking about characters that are dead because then inherently in a very subconscious way and conscious is that if a character is in a pickle. Sure. Well, I know he's going to make it out because I know when he dies. Yeah. So that's hard to, to do so you got to fill that excuse me uh microphone you got to you got to fill that with characters i care about and introduce and i don't know what that looks like it's my least most excited off of some rumors that we've heard like could we get a series i would love a series set right after return of the jedi we're yeah. getting that with the mandalorian but i want the politics of it cast yeah. a young leia cast a young uh, Luke, Casti Young, Hans. I don't know. Bring Alden back if you can.
1: Did you hear that 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 rumor about the um, about the uh, Knights of the Old Republic TV
0: show? No. Oh yeah, I saw something. Yeah. I it's mean, ha- it's hard for me to. Yeah. We both said we we're going to try to keep rumors to a minimum. I yeah, think. I've been I've been kind of I have some blinders on because unless it's a variety, a Hollywood reporter, a trade that I can trust, a where it's like this is happening, a collider, absolutely. Um I don't necessarily look at, you know, somebody retweets or tags me and goes, ooh, what do you think of this? And I've never heard of the website in my life. I tend to not look. Yeah. I tend to go, that's it. But uh that's a good conversation, Mark Fernandez. Yeah. That is episode thirty-one. Thirty-one in the books for Rule of Two, the official spin-off podcast of Jedi Council here on the Jedi Council Podcast One Feed and Collider Videos dropping every Tuesday. You're gonna get your rule of two. You can find me at Riley Around on Twitter. You can find him at Mark Fernandez on Twitter. Anything else you want to say? Um, no. Yeah, that'll do it. I hope that was that was a fun conversation. We t- yeah. covered a lot. That's what we do on Rule of Two. Drop in those comments here in this video. We do go. We do look. Even though sometimes, you know, you come at us hot. I'm here to listen. I do want to talk about this kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, same here. I same love here. Star Wars. That's it. Sue me. I just like my Star Wars. We love it. We love it. I just think it's fun to like Star Wars. So – and if there's things that don't really mesh with you, same here. If I break down The Last Jedi as a whole, I like it. But I have notes. Yeah. It happens.
1: Yeah, yeah. Look, and like one thing, uh, if you want to drop some comments down below, let us know how you get your Star Wars fix nowadays.
0: How do you get your Star Wars fix? Because I'm
1: trying to figure out a new way to get my Star Wars fix.
0: Yeah, what's the upkeep for your fandom? What do you think we're going to see in that first trailer? We kind of laid out our thoughts. And what are your thoughts really on J.J. Abrams? What does he have to do to unite and bring balance to the force again? So that will do it. Episode 31 in the books. Rule of two. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye now. Rise.